0: This episode is brought to you by our High Performance Father Coaching Program, where we help men juggle business, marriage, and fatherhood to create the greatest balance and impact life has to offer. This is done with our philosophy that is at the core of achieving these phenomenal results in family, self, and service, and that is investing in yourself first so you can be a true 100% for yourself, but just as importantly, for those around you that you love and care about. If you're a father struggling with choosing between your work and your family, lacking balance and connection in your relationship, what your children need, your own needs, whilst building prosperity in your business, head over to highperformancefather.com, fill out the form, and I'll have my coaches contact you to see how we can help you. And if you're a good fit, what it looks like to join the winner's circle on the inside. But for now, take the time to yourself, for yourself, and enjoy this episode. So let's crack open part two. Previous to this episode, you're listening to now was obviously part one of the ten life lessons from losing my voice for four months. Let's get stuck into part two of a 37 part series. So I hope you've uh, blocked out your calendar. You've got nothing planned for the next three to six months. Here we go. Uh, but all all the jokes aside, uh, part two rounds off the second five of the ten life lessons. That I learned before we dive into part two. I just want to reiterate and go over. I'm I'm sure a lot of you men have listened to part one. It it makes sense whether you're a first time listener of our High Performance Father Podcast or not. If you are, welcome, mate! Fucking great to have you here. This is going to change your life. It certainly has for so many men, members and non-members on our inner circle program. But essentially, these five points are really important. One of the biggest, one of the biggest gifts we can have as men. I'll rephrase it. One of the greatest skills we can develop which becomes a gift for us as men is remembrance. Remembering the right things. Remembering what it is that we need to do. Remembering the right thing to do. You can know the answer. That means fuck all, man, unless you do something with it. And you can do something with it once. But maybe that also means fuck all unless you do something with it many times. And there are very few things in this world, fellas, that are a set and forget once and done. Most things are built off the back of repetition and the singular one outcome. So it might be one and done from an outcome perspective, but in terms of the journey, the road map, the pathway, the way to get there, all of that really hinges around uh, the performance and the pattern of performance. It's not not just volume. I was going to say the amount of reps and the frequency, but that's one part. But it's probably the part that most might be lacking. But there are a few right the pattern of performance you know systems behavior frequency habits so what we're looking at is okay you want to make sure you try and organize yourself so you're doing things in the right order you can have the greatest action plan and the greatest action but if it's done at the wrong time like me training between 5 and 7 p.m at night it's probably not the right time when it comes to (laughs) the kids going crazy and uh, you know bath and bedtime and story time and everything else uh, obviously dinner as well so systems are important, the right order of things. Your behavior, so your mental attitude or approach is important. Uh, yeah. Action and attitude together. So atti- your attitude and your action will equal your altitude. So yes, lots of actions, but actions with a high attitude, a high mental approach. That's your behavior. And then obviously the frequency. Yeah. Too little can destroy you. Too much can destroy you, depending on the thing. And then habit, which really becomes a part of your belief system. It's who you are. So remembering is important. It really is. because. The sweet spot for a lot of you men out of those four I mentioned is probably the frequency. Hey, if I just get up and I fucking do it, if I just start doing it, if I just do it a little bit more, and it probably is the linchpin. Like a habit, excuse me, that fourth one, it looks after itself. A habit – is the byproduct of those three rinse and repeat right i'm doing things in the right order which means i've got a high chance of success a high success rate and also that's going to influence the other two right it's going to influence my mental attitude and approach and how i look at it not that you're always determined determining your life by your feelings but they do play a role they influence all of us i don't care how Know, um, cold stone face your look is you you really need to know that even the hardest man in the world leverages his emotions and his feelings to some capacity even turning them off is leveraging those feelings and emotions but for us it's about not just being the viking in life being the chief that can really pull from the viking and the panda so yes frequency is important yes your behavior is important and yes doing things in the right order is important all of those will equal your habits but Where the linchpin probably is, he's just getting out and doing it. So let's go through these first five quickly. Emotions now, emotions later. In the previous episode, what I was talking about was really understanding the value of emotional anchors and recognizing them, and knowing when to cut them, how to cut them, and then your emotional hooks. What what is important? Okay, I feel this way now, but what about a feeling if this happens or when that happens, or what about a feeling down there and your future pace? a better set of feelings so you can attach to them. and go, well, they're the ones to hold on to. Fuck my feelings right now. Are they real? Are they really helping me? Probably not. And certain times when the self-sabotage comes up, the judge and the victim. So if they're not, okay, don't worry about the emotions now. You don't have to always worry about the emotions now. They are important, but not all the time in how you are right now. Just getting out and getting it done. And getting it out getting out, and getting it done off the back of what can drive you emotionally in the future feelings that would be true should you be successful, follow through and complete. The second one was important to speech. And we talk about listening and leading by example, two of the most greatest forms of communication in life, but also one that's right up there with them is not talking to be heard. It's talking to understand and seeking that understanding, seeking that acknowledgement, sometimes acceptance, not always, but that acknowledgement and awareness that those who are communicating with you are being heard. I couldn't do that. Yeah, yeah. Nod, yes, yeah. two blinks if you feel like you're being held hostage. <laughs> but seriously, that's how it was, man, with my wife, uh, with the children, obviously ridiculously hard. They don't understand any of that. They understand the thumbs up and that's about it and me nodding my head. So the importance of speech, not just to be heard but to seek understanding, to seek clarity and to um, you know really seek acknowledgement um, for the other person who you're communicating with. Gratitude, little things. I can't stress this enough, man. I don't care how big your problems are in this world. The number one solution to every single fucking problem that is in this world today is always solvable, and the pathway and process to begin solving this taken the smallest step. Always. Always the smallest step. Okay, my throat's fucked. What do I do? All right, look for the little things. What can I do? Exactly the same when it comes to gratitude. Thank you, Lord, for this unbelievable life. Like whoever you're praying or blessed or whatever it might be, religious or not, you are showing yourself. You're part of the universe, man. You're showing the universe. You're showing yourself. You're showing yourself a higher level of appreciation, really, for yourself and your existence inside of your life. So gratitude and the little things and then obviously everything you're connected to is really important. You don't need to go for the big home runs. I'm so blessed to have this, you know, $50 million home. I'm so blessed to have 12 cars or what the fuck does that even mean? Like it's, you know, they're all outcomes off the back of actions of a specific lifestyle or journey that someone may take. The real gratitude is really in the small things. Like I've done a lot of talking lately and been pretty heavy with the talking, but really um, I'm just blessed to be able to talk and to be able to recover. Even if my throat feels a little bit scratchy, I'm recovering reasonably well. And I'm grateful to be able to breathe through my nose again. You know, I had a chronic sinus drip. uh, So when you're sleeping at night, for some bizarre reason, uh, most doctors don't really know the answer, Um, having a sinus drip at nighttime can inflame or irritate your throat. Uh, Crazy. So gratitude on the little things. Health and energy. um, Everything in life is important until you lose your health. Then nothing else is important. And certainly nothing else is more important, that's for sure. So really recognise your position, uh, whether you've got abs or not, you eat healthy or not, you must continuously do a spot check on yourself, your health, your energy, and where you direct that, for sure, but your health and your energy, physically, mentally and emotionally. There's three different vessels of energy in this world. It's not just your physical output, although what you're doing What you do physically absolutely affects your mental and emotional well-being, state of mind, health, and energy, 100%. That's why I love getting primal being physical because, and I've said this before and people have argued me on it, that's cool. You don't all have to be yes men and say yes, Al. Um, Members on the inside get it, but a lot of people who aren't on the inside don't. But your physical health is the only foundation from which everything else can lift up on. And that's a really important thing. I just want to hit home with you guys. Your physical health is the only foundation from which all things can lift up on. It's really important, uh, whether people want to pull my words apart or not, definitely pull these words apart because what I'm saying, I'm not saying it's the only foundation, period. Mental health and well-being can be an amazing foundation. Your emotional health and well-being can be an amazing foundation. There are lots of different points of reference in people, places and things that can serve as some form of foundation to improve that area and have an overlap and improve other areas. But physical health is the only one that hits every fucking one at the same time, man. Every single one, every single one. Like you think about this, right? If you do some sort of mental strategy, tactic, brain work, whatever it might be to try and invest in your mindset or mental health, fantastic. Has that made you fucking fitter, stronger, leaner and living longer? No, it hasn't. It might be a precursor to your thoughts and belief systems and commitments to want to go out and train and exercise and blah, 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 blah. But have you done it yet? No, you fucking haven't. So all of these other foundations are really precursors, but your physical health, man, it's fucking done. You're eating well, you're exercising, breathing air, getting out and about, doing what we were designed to do. You don't have to think about How that's affecting you, your mood changes, everything, your happy hormones, chemical adjustment, everything changes. So, health and energy, man, that was a big one for me, and pity party. You know, there's nothing wrong with holding your own pity party, just be cautious of, you know, when you're setting the date, when the finish time is, maybe hire some bouncers or some security to close the party down when it's going too long and be careful of who you invite you want to throw your own pity party sure go ahead. I threw plenty over the last four months. We all do we're human I'm not saying you shouldn't what I'm saying is it's your fucking pity party You're the one who's pulling the trigger. You're the one pulling the strings calling the shots You're the host so to speak and uh, it's on you To really coordinate and facilitate what this party actually means what you want to get out of it and how long you want it to go for Which takes us to now number six part two of this podcast, uh, or this episode really, because I did want it to be a a big sort of two hour. I get a lot of feedback and it seems like 45 to 60 minutes is the sweet spot. So um, I like to keep the episodes around there. I've tossed and turned or I've toyed with, I guess, the thought of maybe doing short, sharp ones. But I I don't know, man, like if you really want something short, sharp and punchy, we'd probably have like 4,000 episodes by now. That'd be pretty overwhelming for new people. But really, if you want something short, sharp, punchy, firstly, what for? And secondly, go on fucking YouTube and just let up some motivational shit that'll pump you up for an hour and then see how you go. This is, this is another layer. This is another level. And it's not to the cost or detriment of anyone else who has a podcast that runs less than me per episode. I'm not, I'm not painting that yin yang picture of if you're not with me, then you're, you know, you're worse off. But what I'm saying is these episodes are really valuable. They're really important. Like whether you're driving for 45 minutes, you're on the tractor. one of our members I'll get him on soon Old Naz Shout out to Nazarino My and My Italian My Italian brother We've got a fair few Italians On the inside I think it might have been him Telling me that his uh, His father was questioning him About the program Obviously old school Italian And he told him the name He's like Oh what Renieri Is he Italian And Naz was like Yeah yeah he is pop He's like Ah oh, fuck Forget about it mate Don't worry about it You're in good hands <laughs> Pissing myself laughing We do have a fair few Italians though um, You wouldn't pick it If you looked at me But you know, like, that's just listening in the tractor, awesome. Whatever it might be, having a good, wherever you are, in a tractor, in a car, uh, going for a walk, training, wherever you are, man, like, this is about getting into some deep thought, some deep focus, asking quality questions, and then deriving action plans. I may not always do it on the episode and follow a structure. Cool. This, 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 all right, action plan, go out and do that, because you're all slightly different. Like, you can listen to these episodes and be in a completely different state of mind, One week from now, a month from now, a lot of members listen two or three times. They pull out different golden nuggets, and that's what this is here for you to get into some deep thought and focus, and don't worry about the rest of the world. You're in your zone now. You're here with Al. We're hanging out together, and we're spending some time together to really pull apart some of the pieces of life, how we see life, the um, you know the good, the bad, and the ugly, and what we can do about that. Seizing life, seizing the moment. We've got members doing intro videos, which is very inspiring. One of our members, um, you know, really. Uh, spoke about attention and he said the words more or less Probably paraphrasing him um, i need to really start paying attention to my life and my wife and my children and what i want to get out of life and little things like that they really just drive me they're very inspiring uh, you know which is why these episodes are inspired by the members and they they really you know they really draw out a deeper level of meaning and, and seeking for a higher level of meaning and purpose in our life. So they will be 45 to 60 minutes. But what I got from that gentleman was, um, you know, it was, it was a little quote. I just sort of was rattling off to myself yesterday. And it's like, you should fucking pay attention. Like you should pay pay attention to your life because if you don't, guess what? Someone else will. And then you'll become a fucking slave at their bidding, at their will, doing what they want, and you'll lose focus inside of what's possible what you want to do and what you can actually have and achieve in your life. So make sure you understand that, man. Like that's what I got from that. That was just – and he wasn't even trying or angling in that direction. He just rattled off like it was nothing and me, like a, like a drone, heat-seeking mode, bang, straight on. I was like, man, that's so true. Pay attention to your life. It's so important. It's so valuable. You know, It's so powerful. Pay attention to your life because if you don't, someone else will and someone else will do with your life, your time, your energy, what they will, what they desire, what they need. Which means you get nothing. Point six: Slow down and listen. Let's crack on into this. So, with the everything that was happening with the throat, it really forced me to slow down and just just listen. I'm like, you know, I I spoke to several friends and mum, and there are a few few of those friends, including mum. They're quite holistic in different ways, and um, mum was like, oh, talking about chakras, you know, with the throat, throat chakra and energy and and a couple of my mates were the same and they're like, mate, is there something? Yeah, you know, like just just trying every angle, looking at every angle. What's going on here, man? Like there's no fucking answer from the doctors. There's nothing tangibly clear. What What is happening? And looking for this answer where it could be um, symbolic of something spiritual. There's a meaning that's being missed by me because I'm just in crazy mode, go, go, go. Which I don't feel, and that was the hardest part. I was like, okay what's going on here? You know, throat chakra. Okay. All right. Let's work with that. What, what does that mean? Is there something that I need to say? And you know, whenever someone asks you something like that, what do you do? Of course you go digging. So I'm looking at all the skeletons in my closet. I mean, you, you guys have probably seen most of the skeletons in my closet. I'm pretty open with a lot of different, um, different experiences that I've, I've been through and, and been on the receiving end. Uh, unfortunately, but, but fortunately, cause I've grown from them, but yeah, I'm like, is it was it something when my my marriage is breaking down? Is it something when I was fat? Something with my injuries? Something with with footy? Uh, with with businesses? Is it something with like with money? Like, what is there something I'm not saying that needs to be said? And I and I was reflecting. Apart from obviously my health and my throat, I was like, hey, my life's in a fucking great spot. Like, I'll always keep growing. Like, I don't want to stay where I am right now for the next forty years. That doesn't make any fucking sense. What a waste. But I was like, my life's in a pretty good spot. Like um, before the injury, obviously I was really healthy, training a lot. Kids are going good. They're all in reasonable health. I probably had about 10 to 12 various operations for my children, which has been un- it's been tough. That's been tough. Every single one of them had different things. Some of them are standard, you know. Some of you guys listening would have had that, like grommets, adenoids, tonsils. Um, <clears throat> hard part was they needed them several times, especially with the grommets. Um, and Roman had a lot of health issues he nearly died when when he was born he went blue and he's got two crazy things with a really soft cartilage um, I guess pipeline when it comes to uh, the lower part of the esophagus it's called tracheomalacia and he's got a laryngeal cleft so you know like the cleft palate on your lip it's like that but the separator between your esophagus so your food pipe and your windpipe if that's so there's like imagine a big damn wall that isn't there so it's a big concaving so food water everything can go down your windpipe easy and if that's a big enough tear ah oh, mate, babies are dead you can't you can't separate at that level um your oxygen and your nutrition that was really tough but all that was pretty good you know crin and i are going well i was like what's <laughs> what's the problem so you know it's really hard and um I think a lot of the times with our lives, man, we need to review times when we're frustrated, irritated, angry, disappointed, not getting the outcomes we want. There are times when all of that's happening. You really need to just put on the brake pedal. Let's just stop or slow down as much as you can. We can never stop life, but let's just slow down as much as you can. That's why creating space is good, getting out on your own and listen and that's what i had to do i had to really slow down and listen okay what's going on just just stop and a lot of you men will be going through some hardships where you don't know what the answer is and it doesn't mean that you sit down and stop and just journal and you write lots of things a lot of the times not thinking at all and just i just need to stop slow down everything, have a break. This It could be anything, man. Call it a holiday, call it whatever you want. Call it a day, a week, a month. Call it a practice every day for 15 to 20 minutes. Well, you know what? It's going to sit out the back, you know, go for a barefoot walk out on the footy field, kick the footy around with the young black, whatever it might be. I need to do something where I'm just not thinking about life at all. And then you need to couple that, so slow down and listen. So what I was starting to do in practice was nothing and really taking time out, um, I got a, you know, a few different ways that I, I do that in creating space and taking time out, which is all pretty standard stuff. You know, there's there's no there's no secret formula. Going out for walks, love just spending time with my dogs in the backyard. You know, those animals are amazing. Um, obviously, getting out on the water is great. Uh, out at the beach, anything to do with nature really you can't can't miss. And then couple that with then when okay, I get back into the office or place of work, start processing. You know, if things are good in my life What could be true from which they would be a little bit better In family, in self, in service What would need to be true for this ailment I'm currently suffering from And some of you guys, you might have the answer, right? Like this is when it's really mysterious and unknown A lot of the times, man, the answer is there Like I was in fucking mystery zone I just I just could not crack it, couldn't find it But for a lot of you men, it doesn't take too much I, I, Speaking about this like it's some sort of secret It's not slowing down and listening it's going to show you why your marriages are in trouble. It's going to show you why you feel estranged to your children. You're not quite connecting the way you should. It's going to show you where you may be missing the mark financially or not investing in yourself or not applying folks in the right areas of your business or not juggling and creating boundaries and healthy yeses and nos. So you become a slave to your business or to your family. It could be you not training not exercising, not looking after yourself, your own body. When's the last time you looked in the mirror and said, I fucking love you, man. You're just are your fucking top bloke. You've been through shit, but, you know, I got your back. And literally just saying that to yourself. So number six was very valuable for me because it was just slowing down and listening. And I did it all. I went out and um beautiful spot where I'm just like up on a, uh like it's a nice sort of cliff cliff edge area which overlooks all of central coast beautiful spot just out there on my own kicking back it's just a massive flat rock area too which is very cool um scary fucking hell you just you know when you get that high you don't want to go you don't want to go too close to the edge in case any of the uh the footings um or the rocks break away but just being that high that elevation was awesome And just spent some time out there did a bit of journaling out there Uh, that was really cool but I think just just slowing down like it was a crazy part of my life at investment property we're getting ready to rent out Um, you know obviously still at that stage settling in to the place I'm at now hiring recruiting developing building developing building a new program um, a program upgrade that that we have now Um, developing courses got some fucking amazing courses that are built out or just about built out just got to do the final video pieces and then they're done in the next week or so it's I look back and i was like, that was a lot, man. Because I'm sitting here now sifting through my head trying to think of what my answer was. Slow down and listen. I was like, well, pure workload. But the hard part was we measure things differently because of playing rugby league and lots of different things that has fortified me mentally. I'm so fucking mentally strong, man. In my head, nothing will crack me, nothing will break me. But My body was just breaking down. And it wasn't that I was waking up at 3 a.m. and doing all that silly stuff. It was just like my body was just breaking down with the workload it was under and that was the reality and I couldn't identify that until I stopped and slowed down and listened. and then from there I started to look at what we're doing and then develop leaders in the group and then obviously develop um, with that leadership different things I can delegate uh, with my family, look at different ways to communicate and, and obviously work through that period of time, but also knowing, even though it was scary, thinking this will never fucking end, That you know what, this is why it's happened. It's because of this, 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 this and this and then all of those things stack up to a shitload of talking, traveling, different areas and uh, lo and behold, that's all it takes and the throat gets in a vicious cycle. So gentlemen, number six is slow down and listen. You owe it to yourself, even if things are going well, <clears throat> to slow down and listen and review how things are traveling, where you're at and why they're successful, so you can continue doing that. Point number seven was the chameleon of power. You, <laughs> there are times when, and that was probably a good one to piggyback off that last point around rugby league, I believe that football and, and power was seen that way. It was physical strength, domination, mental toughness all of that all of that mindset stuff around a battlefield was the answer it's a great answer you can you can directly correlate that to business to lots of different things probably not relationships but definitely business anything else that has that competitive drive where you need to bring out that testosterone 100% but what i started to learn was i need to find different ways to channel my power so that came into different ways that i communicated with the team because i couldn't talk to the team every day Obviously, a different way to communicate with them. So a chameleon of power, point number seven is you need to find different ways, different channels to continually progress inside of your life. You must. So it might not be talking for you like it was for me, which then became different lines of communication, different ways of exercise because I couldn't. So it was walking, stretching, mobility, uh, not not necessarily yoga, um, probably a little bit of that, but stretching, mobility, and just breath work, slowing everything down. So all of those are probably in a combination form of yoga, but that was empowering for me because I was doing something. And what I talk about, what I'm talking about when I say chameleon of power is really getting your power back through having certainty and control again. Like think about this, like you get power from your leadership, not over others, but from others because They allow themselves to be influenced, they're on your side, they're in your corner and they connect with you. That's a form of power that you are creating together because you obviously need to be empowering them to some respects and you're delivering value and so on and so forth. It becomes reciprocal. So when you're creating certainty, control inside of your life, it gives you a clear direction. It gives you that that feeling of either reward or even significance that's going to get taken from you at some stage, gentlemen, in the way that you traditionally believe or through the history of your life has been a pathway to power. So I lost my body. I couldn't train for four months. I wasn't fuck sloppy and completely destroyed. But I tell you what, I looked in the mirror. I was like, man, you're like you. <laughs> you're an international athlete. You know, what, what happened to you? You know, And that they're, again, their little thoughts and things that were creeping inside – i'm like okay well i don't know how long this is going to go for and and now i'm obviously charging ahead you know i've done in the last two weeks i think i've done over 580 pull-ups sorry 600 pull-ups in the last two weeks so i've got a goal of doing 500 pull-ups in one session i don't care about how long it takes like man 112 kilos, six foot four five pull uh 500's 500 right so working that out and getting my power back there, cool. I'm gonna do um, two every twenty seconds, six a minute. No dramas. I want to get under fifteen minutes for a hundred. No worries. And so I started to find out that there are different ways that you can get power. <clears throat> so for me, CrossFit was very powerful. Strength training, obviously, very powerful. Body weight stuff. Of course, I'm strong, but relative to my body weight, you do a pull up, I do a pull up. You're seventy kilos and five foot four. You know, it's going to be easier for you. There, regardless of people talking about body to weight, body weight ratio and, and muscle mass, blah, 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 there are sheer biomechanical levers inside of us in human beings and how we function where that exponentially gets fucking blown out of the water. And one of the most easiest examples is pull ups. Even if we measured true power, I do 10 pull ups at 112. Fantastic. What's that? It's just over a ton that's been lifted, and it's been lifted if I measured my arms. Probably eighty centimeters. No worries. Well, if you're five foot four, seventy kilos, you did seven hundred kilos in your pull-ups, and you only measured sixty centimeters. So I went twenty centimeters longer per rep and lifted you know, five hundred kilos more. So about twelve hundred. We're counting one hundred twelve thereabouts. And, and there you go you look at that and you're like oh, all right well there's a true measurement but we don't measure things that right right you did 12 pull-ups i only did six you're the winner so it's not about just comparing or competition but these were different things where i can leverage people who are better at me than these things and create that competitive edge in my head and go well fuck that i'm gonna be the fucking big guy who can do pull-ups and we're off i've been doing so many it's crazy man it's it never feels easy too it's so funny so you need to be a chameleon of power and find different things. You lose your legs. Kurt Fernley, perfect example. Like that, I don't know him personally, but, man, that dude, that dude uh, he did Kokoda on his fucking chest. Like every single time he, like, obviously crawled it. So face in the mud, face in the shit, and literally every time he moves a metre, it's like a bench press. It's like a 60 to 70 kilo bench press. So that's fucking insane. I'm not saying if you lose your legs, okay, cool, do some upper body work. What I'm saying is that's symbolic because it's an easy one to understand that when you feel like you lose your power in, a, in an area or position where it is commonly held that you have that power, you need to adapt. You need to adjust the chameleon of power. You need to find different ways that you can create certainty and control in a, in a genuine way through love and leadership, not power over other people or over other things or situations. But one thing I learned was I had to find different ways to empower myself. It was really tough. I'm like, man, I, you know, I can't train the way I used to. Okay, cool, train a different way. I can't speak as much as I want to. And I'm a, I'm a phenomenal communicator. You know, I raise my children exceptionally well because of the dialogue I create with them, their vocabulary, their wits. I mean, I'm a, I'm a really good smart-ass fuck, man. They're... They're going to be acing that, like it's insane how cheeky they are already. Very, very cool. I like that. You need that, right? That's going to help them in school, different environment situations with bullies. Um, You know, I'm also definitely going to get them into boxing, some sort of sports. Like it's not this, oh, hey, go tell the teacher. Someone's pushing or touching or or hassling my children, like physically harming them. Um, You know, I say this with respect, but I want to make sure my son punches the fuck out of them and teaches them a lesson to never do that again. You guys might not agree with that. Maybe punch the fuck out of them is a little bit harsh. But i tell you what, um, that's something I'll certainly be raising my children with the ability to defend themselves. So, yes, I'm doing all that well, but then that's taken from me. So how do I continually articulate and build this connection? I sing to my children every night. I sing to them. I sing That's a Amore by Dean Martin to my daughters. Um, and I sing a, a spot, my son Roman loves um, spot at the moment, so I sing a, a spot song, the dog, loves it. I mean, I've been all there for months. My children used to love that, Daddy, can you, they call it the pizza pie song. <laughs> so funny, Daddy, can you sing pizza pie? Um, you know, ends, couldn't do any of that. I had to find different ways to connect with them. So, man, point number seven is you must find different ways from which you can still express a level of personal power through life and what you're connected to. And maybe you need to rewire some of those connections. You don't have to lose what you're connected to. Like I didn't have to lose the fundamental truth that I love exercise and health and well-being. I just had to rewire the connection to them from which this connection became a different pathway that was still empowering me. And that's important. It's like okay, cool. I can't train, so that that line. I've got a different pathways. What's a different pathway to potentially try and achieve the same outcome? And then when that when that all stops and you feel you're completely stuck, then you need to sit down, and visualize, and create new outcomes. That simple. The chameleon of power is understand that you're not stuck. You don't have to be stuck with the identity. You know, I'm not Al the high performance father guy or the high performance father man or it's. You're not bound by labels and titles, man. There are different ways you can add value, have impact, and create influence and create the life that you want with meaning and fulfillment in the moment and in those moments. You just sometimes need to be creative. When things change, you need to innovate and adapt, which takes me to point number eight, plan and perform. Being really restricted, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm really good at this stuff already, I obviously practice what we preach with HPF, but being restricted like that, I really need to triple down and be like, okay, well <laughs> piggybacking off the chameleon of power, I need to really find a way to actually maintain my performance. It's all well and good just uh, I can't train, I'll do I'll do what I said before, mobility and stretching it. What does that look like? You've got to be accurate, man. Accuracy is the key. If you just have a bow and arrow and you're aiming at a tree, you might hit it, you might not. If you hit it, whoop de doo You hit it high, you hit it low, you hit it in the middle, you hit it on the right. End outcome, you hit the tree. Awesome. How does that make your life better or different or make you sharper or better? You've got a tree, and on that tree you stick a board, plywood, spray paint, the... Uh, White ring on the outside, so to speak, the yellow ring, and then the the red bullseye and dot. Beautiful, you got something to aim for. You must have accuracy inside of your life, with your goals, what you're planning, and what you desire. Because when you're extremely accurate, as accurate as you can be, right? It's, it's such a fucking crazy thing in this life. Here's the mountain we want to climb, uh, but you don't have to climb it in one day. What you need to do is look at that mountain, and then. Like, look up the top. Cool. That's my point B. Then look down to where the clouds finish. Where is your vision limited? Okay. It's to about a quarter of the mountain now. No worries. If we're looking at 12 months, well, there's your first quarter. 90 days. Okay. I can see about 90 days. I can see the top of the mountain because that's gone so high it's above the clouds. But then when I come back, I can't see the second, third, and fourth quarter. I can only see the first one. No drums, man. Don't worry about the other three. You can see this one though, right? You can see right in front of you. You can see the next 90 days. Okay, awesome. Start with that. Start carving out some steps. You just need to start carving out some steps into that mountain and just start climbing one step at a time. That's it. That's all you need to do. And you need to really develop this positive feedback loop inside of your head to become a fucking winner because you've planned it, you've performed it. So you've planned and performed and you've gotten the outcome. And if the outcome wasn't quite what you wanted, carve a better step. Carve a new step. Move to the right. Change the terrain. Adjust the landscape. And that was so important for me because I'm like, how the fuck am I going to pull this off where I'm going to stay mentally solid, keep the business growing? So I had the business, had the family, had my own health. All of that was going fucking downhill because the leader in myself, in the business, with the family, like it was going downhill for me not in a physical sense, but for me, it was like, well, how the fuck can I perform providing value and service, a.k.a. you boys didn't get a podcast for four and a half months, right? How can I perform for my family? It was going downhill for me mentally and emotionally and physically, obviously, because of my health. I was like, well, fuck, man. Like, I'm not a fucking loser, and I'm definitely not going to stay down here. I'm definitely not going back in the pit. No fucking way. I must find a way. And you must understand that power too, fellas. We talk about confidence being a tangible thing, but a lot of the times you're creating or doing something that you might not have specifically done before. And if it is the same thing, you haven't done it on this day. If I'm going to train March 10th, 2023, awesome. I might do the exact same fucking training session that I did two months ago, but I've never done that training session before on March 10th, 2023. So you're always sort of doing something new in life. But what you can do is draw on previous experiences to develop and build confidence to then just bridge that gap. Not the whole mountain, just bridge the gap, carve out the steps, start moving up. You can't do that unless you plan. So for me, I had to really triple down on my planning. And the planning is the what, but most importantly, the how. And that is – like I say most importantly because the what's something that you should have coaches, you should have someone in your corner, you should have accountability, you should create alignment, you know, you should get all of our you – know, whether you're not joining the inside or not, at least get our free resources. I say shoulds because they're shoulds, gentlemen. Like you can't – the most important part and the longest part is the journey and the steps to get there. So the actual planning, the part B, that's a fucking given for me, man. It's like, all right, bang, here we go. That is the very first thing in HPF, alignment. Where are we going and why? That's it. There's actually a really short amount of time on that. Super important, but very simple and a given. Because then from there, okay, cool, we've spent 10 minutes carving out what you want to be true in 12 months' time. Now we've got to spend 365 days getting there. You might get there in 300, 150. But you're spending exponentially more time on the actual doing. And then from there, you're adjusting And re-coordinating your efforts to make sure that you're on the right track. Plan and perform. That's point number eight. And what I traditionally assumed, because as humans we naturally, we do assume, try not to actively assume, but we obviously subconsciously assume, I assume that I'm going to wake up and breathe. (laughs) I assume that I'm going to breathe easily. I assume that I'm going to be able to talk. Pretty simple fundamental things to life, right? So it's natural to have those assumptions. That all got shot to shit. So I had to figure out a different plan so I could still perform, which ties into number seven as well, the chameleon of power. You need to adjust what's going to bring power inside of your life through your actions, but you also need to plan and perform and plan and perform and plan and perform and make sure you do your due diligence on that. Otherwise, you'll drift, you'll drift and you just float through space. Pay attention to your life. If not, someone else will, and they'll take your time and energy. Use it for themselves. <laughs> I hope this is serving you men well as part two. We're talking about emo- now, putting all of this together before we go through the last points. Number one, choose which emotions will serve you better, and more often than not, they're emotions in the future, which means you can triple down on just taking action now. Number two, the importance of speech. It's very important to know that you can use your words to actually acknowledge people and help them feel understood and connected, not just use your words so you're listened to and you're heard. Number three, it's always the little things that are the most important in life and matter the most. I'm so blessed, and they're little, but they're big, right? I'm so blessed to be able to breathe. I'm so blessed to have children, little but big. You've seen them every day. Maybe some of you guys haven't, and I feel for you, man, like there's some fucking tough stuff for a lot of fathers. But the point is some of the simple things in life, the little things, are the most important. Point three, gratitude, the little things. Point four, health and energy. That's it's got to be number one on every single man's list because that is the vehicle from which you're channeling life So I don't care how good you are with business your mindset intelligence your IQ anything It means nothing or it's at least very limited if you're not operating at 100% pity parties Understand you're the host Don't hold them for long don't invite many people and invite the people who are going to help you shut up shop and kick everyone else out of the party, so you can get back on with life. Point six from today's episode, slow down and listen. The answers are actually always there. You haven't just positioned yourself to be ready yet to hear them. Maybe today's your day. Maybe this episode is yours. You are ready and you do hear them. Seven, chameleon of power. Power comes in many forms. Don't become accustomed to the one that's just worked for you in the past, meaning it'll work for you in the future. Because maybe it won't. It needs to change. If my knee was good, especially my mindset now, I know I'm a little bit older in footy sense, but I would fucking tear up the rugby league field. Nine injuries and op- nine operations over six years. It's a tough run, man. Not quite sure how I was supposed to make it, but uh, even if I did make it, would have been short lived. <laughs> Your power can change if you're willing to change. And sometimes, you know, it's 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 not a Luxury, it's a must inside of your life. Point eight, plan and perform. Regardless of how well or how poor your life is going, the more accuracy you have inside of what is it you're desiring, moving towards and want to achieve or reach, the higher your commitment and the better your chances are of following through to achieve it. And there'll be times when you need to adapt, adjust, innovate. Do it. Just keep planning. Keep. Before. There's no one plan. You should have fucking thousands of plans across your life. Thousands. And you perform on all of them. Because what you plan today and what you perform on that plan today, tomorrow, becomes the foundation. It becomes the brick and mortar becomes the bricks and the mortar to then build the next plan for the next day. What you plan today to execute on tomorrow becomes a foundation for the next plan. Points 9 and 10. Point 9, your subconscious lives in the shadows and is always eavesdropping. So your subconscious eavesdrops is point number 9. Your subconscious is a very powerful thing, man. It's a study where they did a measurement of your conscious mind and subconscious mind. Your conscious mind operates at 40 bits per second. Like converting this to obviously computer processing speed. Your subconscious operates at 40,000. It's one clever motherfucker. <laughs> He's listening. He knows. Your subconscious eavesdrops on you every single day. Your subconscious, eave, your subconscious eavesdrops on your thoughts and your feelings because what that is is your internal dialogue. So your subconscious is always eavesdropping on your words, whether it's inside or out, spoken or thought or felt. And that was a big one for me. Because when I had those down moments, those down times, like I shared in episode one, I'm laying in the shower and <laughs> I'm just getting smashed, getting smashed by little Al, little voice inside, and just feeling, feeling so defeated, so deflated. Not in life, but in that moment. But there is no other life than the moment you're in now, right? So <laughs> you can't, you can't escape, man. Nor should you want to. You need, to, you need to face the demons. You need to face the dragon. But how I handled that, and sorry, the reason why I handled that the way I did was because of my subconscious. Over so many years, the little fat kid who got bullied and picked on, no girls liked him. Girls used to laugh at me, pick on me. Boys used to laugh at me and pick on me. And I still had friends and I still socialized, but, Oh, I was a pretty easy target I'd say as well To some degree I wasn't the only fat kid you know, It's not poor me was the only one in the world Who went through pain when he was younger Just sharing my experience And man it was rough It was rough so From that To training To then becoming an elite athlete To then Setback after setback And injury and operation Keep bouncing back To then Having nothing Than starting up again And starting a gym you know, and then from there, the gym up and down, no money, struggling, but being an elite CrossFit athlete, that was my jam, that's who I was then, didn't care about business or money or building my life, to then fatherhood, the ups and the downs, all of this. There's always been an underpinning and underlying nature of mine to fight back when I needed to, to come back out on top and to win. And now that's just part of my subconscious. So this is an interesting point because it goes both ways, gentlemen. Your subconscious is always eavesdropping. So guess what I've just – because think of it like a recording or the old cassette tapes. You remember the old cassette tapes you used to put your pen inside and that's how you'd rewind and fast-forward them. You know, you'd do it too much and then all the film's out. Crazy. Think of that. Your subconscious is a cassette tape and you've got the player or the recorder, right, and the cassette player and you can re-record over it. So you can do that, but the re-recording is quite slow, 40 bits per second instead of 40,000. But you can do it because it's always listening. Your subconscious is always listening. So if you're actively backing this, this is what I'm talking about when I say how the little things are the answer, the simple things. Looking at yourself, do this. I promise you this much. Your life will improve. What have we got? 13 days of the month left for February. You might be listening to this later in the year, that's fine. Whatever's left for the rest of the month that you're in when you're listening to this, look in the fucking mirror every morning and say, you're a fucking legend, I love you, man. I'm gonna make sure that version 2.0 comes out and I'm gonna dominate and win today. If you just said that every day for the rest of the month or for a month, 30 days, 28 days, 14 days, I guarantee you things will improve. You are building, you are banking, you're building and making emotional and subconscious deposits in the bank account of your greatness to then make withdrawals to tap into, to use and spend when you need it. So because I've banked such a large, very wealthy, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a billionaire. When <laughs> I'm a billionaire with this stuff when it comes to, overcoming adversities, and fighting to get back to the top. like That's just the story of my life. So I'm a billionaire there. I've got lots. I made a lot of withdrawals, man. I withdrew lots of money. I withdrew a lot over the last four months. But in retrospect, it was still probably only about $100 million. So if I've got a billion in there, I'm still good. And guess what? I'll make those deposits back again now because I'm strong. I'm back in front and back on top. That's how you got to be, man. You need to re-record your subconscious through what you're actively doing every day, what you're actively pursuing. You don't think much of it. Okay, I'll look in the mirror. Yeah, I love you, Al, blah, 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 whatever your name may be. Okay, awesome. This isn't about your fucking pride or ego. Don't fucking worry about that. You're doing this for the deeper underlying version of who you are, your subconscious. You're doing this for the version underneath you that's autonomous 91% of your life. Our lives as human beings, 91% of it's autonomous, 9%, think about that, 9% is the difference between the poor fucking bum on the street struggling and getting help here and there where he can and the man who's flying high and the high performance father, king of the jungle, king of the castle, he's got his palace, got his kingdom, everything's awesome, 9%, that's it. So don't worry about what you actively think. Don't worry about the 40 bits. The 40,000 is what you're investing in because you'll fucking need that, man. You'll need that one day. Your subconscious eavesdrops from the shadows. Whether you know it or not, it's always there. And if you can bank some runs on the board in your favor, it will come out and help you when you need it. And it certainly helped me. Like when I was having that dialogue and I was like, okay, cool. You want to kick, you know, little L, you want to give it to me? Awesome, man. Give me your fucking best shot. So I'm still fucking here. I haven't died yet, have I? You haven't got me yet, have you? You think you're the one. You think you're the man. You think you've got me covered. Good luck with that. Like this was this. (laughs) I know I spoke about this in the first episode, but I just fucking laugh. I'm laying down. There's just water all over. I can't even open my eyes. You know, like if I'm laying down in the shower and there's water all over my eyes too and, you know, it's, Sort of semi stinging, like when you're under the pool, it's got that that sting. As I can't even open my eyes, I'm laying there and I'm like just almost uh, crying and laughing at the same time. I'm like, all right, man, you'll fucking see, you'll see. Enjoy this, enjoy this moment, enjoy it now. You know, in my mind, I've got mental acreage and little owls all the way down the fucking back of the paddock with the chickens. He's in the little electric, the little electric fence, and the coop that gets moved around every couple of weeks. So he'll come back, but for now he's he's way down the back. I can't I can't see him, and I'm not ringing the bell for dinner time for him either. Gentlemen, your subconscious is such a powerful thing. Invest in it. Invest in it right fucking now. Think about this. Some of you men have, obviously, some of you haven't, but think about this. Some of you men, two hundred over two hundred episodes. Some of you men have gone through every single episode, over 215 episodes of some some big red, some owl love, someone in your corner throwing some great stuff your way and supporting you in your corner, believing in you, wanting you to win. What do you think? I mean, some of you men haven't met me and some maybe never will, but what do you think that's doing for you? And it's not even my voice or who I am or HPF or some of you will see this and then you'll become you know, so in tune with everything. Like, man, I've got to be part of this on a bigger level. And that does happen. Men will listen to our podcast. They reach out and they join, um, you know, on the inside. Fucking awesome, man. That's great. And then we obviously 100x what a simple podcast is. But all that aside, just listening to this, man, this is very empowering stuff and believing, backing yourself, owning the truth, standing up to the facts, facing the dragon or the demons in front of you, conquering it, taking relentless action. Your lives will improve. They must. Or spend an hour watching fucking bullshit, brain dead. You think that your subconscious is turned off? You're sitting there and watching TV or watching romantic comedies and then you're fucking bitter and disappointed with your wife, watching movies in Hollywood. They have sex and old mate fucking comes in her and then they roll over and they're having a siggy and having a laugh. What about the shit dripping out of her and she's got to go to the fucking toilet and wipe it up with tissue? You don't see any of that, do you? All the fucking, none of the nitty gritty and all the fucking, all of the glorified bullshit which isn't real, right? You think your subconscious is turned off? Man, I can't fucking stand looking at a rainbow now. It's fucking disgusting. Like, it kills me. And it's not because of gay people or lesbians. It's fucking killing me. The way that bullshit is getting fucking shoved down our children's fucking throats. There's a center on display up here at Central Coast. And the whole Mardi Gras celebration thing in an area for kids. Get the fuck out of here. You're fucking kidding me. This bullshit for fucking children. Most adults can't handle that shit. They don't know who the fuck they are. Making crazy decisions before thinking them through, let alone believing that children have the mental capacity and stability to process that shit. Yet here we go, we accept all this fucking bullshit in our life and what do you think that's doing? That's fucking programming you. That is conditioning you. That's why I don't watch the news. I've got friends in media. Like it's not, I don't have an issue against an individual person or a career, what they want to do. Awesome, good for you. But in terms of the monster or the machine, fuck that. You don't tell me what I should be fucking thinking. You certainly don't tell me how to think. You just tell me what to think. And you guys really think that shit's in your corner? It is insane. I don't watch the news. I don't listen to the radio. Fucking nothing. Newspaper, fuck off. Never. It's been so many years, man. My life hasn't ended. If the world's going to end, I'm pretty sure I'll know about it. If something's super important, someone will probably tell me anyway. But I tell you what, gentlemen, like everything we go through with these 10 points, these are precursors on what you should be raising your children with as well. And your subconscious never turns off, ever. I used to fucking love the rainbow, man. It's such a beautiful miracle. There's one like it out back of our house and it goes into the water every now and then. Incredible. Different experience for me as a child looking up at the rainbows as it is for my children. Especially when they ask questions and try and join the doctor, but no, no, no fucking way. Let, let's have that chat. So it's important to understand, and that's a, as fired up as I might get about a specific situation, that is a prime example, man. Prime example. May not happen as much in Australia. I'm seeing a few little things pop up that I'm not entirely happy with. But tell you what, in other other countries, it's fucking rife. And I feel for the US. The USA is, you know, I've got a few USA. um, Patriots who obviously listen to this And members as well But man the USA has fallen Like I I really fucking feel for them man Bringing that shit into the education system For children That's fucking disgusting Yeah it's okay Even this mask stuff Like It's fucking crazy man Again the dust settles And with more time you'll see The the absolute overkill from the government Fucking overkill to the extreme But the masks save lives How the fuck would you know Did you do a sample study have we gone through one before without and one with them? But all that aside, like sitting down in a restaurant, take it off, stand up, put it on. Like it's, it, anyway, that, it's crazy. It was mind-boggling. For someone who's a critical thinker and, and free thinker, it just, it, a lot of it didn't make sense. But what made me the most angriest was the children, man. And my daughter would keep asking me, like, like even now, she's like, Daddy, that man's just walking the street. Why is he wearing a mask? And I'm like, well, because he's afraid, sweetheart. He's afraid of what? I'm not quite sure, darling, but you don't have to wear one. Like, seriously, John, when you are going for a walk out in fucking public, out in nature, we're driving past. There's no one within 100 metres of this bloke in open air. I'm in a car with my windows up driving past. Like, That's insane. Think about that subconsciously, what that is doing to children. And then let's get back on you. Think about every day the little story, I've worked hard, I deserve a beer, all those little things, all those little things, those little nuances, those catchphrases, the fucking stories, all the little shit you feed yourself to make it okay. This is all right. Everyone else is, do- fuck everyone else. Don't do what everyone else is doing. Do what A is the right thing to do and B is the right thing that's going to continually grow and lead to your evolution as a human being in your life. Your subconscious plays the biggest role in that. Now, the gatekeeper is, your act- is absolutely your actions from your active mind and your conscious, and that's the craziest part. Your subconscious is the entire kingdom. But your conscious awareness right here and right now, listening to this, both of them are working at once, Hopefully, you're obviously listening and paying attention. That's the gatekeeper. You hold the keys. That's the craziest part. You don't even need to think about the most powerful part inside of you. That's almost all autonomous. But the one who opens the keys to the right doors to that power, or lack thereof, is you. Point number 10. Ironically, piggybacks off that one as well, I guess. Do what you were supposed to do. With everything happening with my throat, I just, I, <laughs> there was shit that I had to do. So I did it. But what really helped me stay committed to it, even though it was tough, even though I went backwards, sometimes it wasn't great, sometimes I had to talk and whatnot, I did what I was supposed to do. Now, another layer of this is obviously find out what the right thing is to do. I get all that, do a triage, check yourself, do a self-audit, find out what you are supposed to do, um, what are you supposed to do, all of these questions, right? You need to analyze and and, and be able to separate you know, the right from wrong or the, or the, the highest value action, what's going to create the best ROI, what's the best type of action, what holds the most value in my life. All of that's a given, gentlemen. I mean, not... I don't want to spend lots of time every single episode going through that, but when you have that as your base and you do know the answer, you fucking do it. You do what you're supposed to do. Do what you are supposed to do. Don't ignore it. Don't run away from it. Don't hide from it. Don't push it back. Don't sweep it under a rug. Don't bury your head in the sand own up, stand up, look at that fucking thing square in the eye and what you need to do, and do it. And when you take action, you pull the trigger again, 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 you'll build unbelievable velocity inside of your life, man, and you will head towards a trajectory that is unknown. Awesome. It's fucking scary. It's uncomfortable, but great. Life is about discovery. Let's start discovering. So having this chat with my friend uh, earlier talking about gyms. Uh, he wants to get out of his gym and he's, he's on a pathway of growth uh, younger and doesn't have kids yet. But I was like, man, now's the time. When you get kids, that's way harder. Not impossible, way harder. But the end outcome from this conversation we're having was simple. I said, man, life is like, look, you could be a a woman who's obese in your 40s. Mm, This woman eventually gets healthy, fit and strong, does a Certificate 3 in fitness and does a Cert 4 in personal training, goes and trains at a gym for a year, couple of years, builds more certification and starts training clients and blah, blah, blah. And unreal. Maybe her goal one day in her 50s is to own a gym. And I started a gym when I was 26 like, I'm a fucking fool if I have one when I'm 56. That doesn't make sense to me. So maybe on her trajectory because of her life choices, because of where she's at in her mid-40s, good goal. You've got 20 years, go. You can go from zero to one or one to three. It's all just levels. Levels and layers or levels and vehicles. You've got to find the right vehicle. Like I'll never own a gym. The only way I'll own gyms again is if we truly go to another level with HPF, which would be pretty crazy. Um, I'm not sure if it's necessary, but it would be cool, I guess just our spitballing here would be to have like HPF hubs imagine that having like a, a center like a wellness center where you could come in you could work so an area for business doing work business and boardrooms and everything also wellness area with spas saunas uh, obviously gymnasiums and whatnot and potentially cafes and I know people have thought about this sort of stuff before there are probably some that exist virgin active those gyms are set up in some capacity like that Imagine having a HPF hub like that just for fathers. That would be fucking epic. That's the only way I would do it, man. The only way and the only reason as an add-on, as a layer, as another level. So obviously this vehicle is helping fathers and driving this higher level of leadership and connection and opportunity, not through just an online platform, events, tribal catch-ups, retreats, uh, but also having that as well. And having bases or hubs. The only way. And what we got from this conversation was life is a fucking sprint, man. You better believe it. Do not think otherwise don't do not think of anything else other than that. And do not believe otherwise, man. It is an absolute sprint. It doesn't mean you're filled with chaos and a mindset of I have to sprint today because my life will be gone tomorrow. That's more of a reflection and a gratitude and understanding of something that you don't actually control because you might be gone tomorrow. Live each day as you last and one day you'll be right. It's true. You don't have to bring the chaos, the uncertainty, the fear with that though, right? But life is a sprint man and the vehicle and trajectory, the angles just change. The angle changes, like I'm talking about example of someone just, you know, older woman wanting to get in there one day, own a gym. Cool, this is the angle. Might be at 11 degrees. Might have a little kick in your step, but you started at 4 degrees. Other people might be at 34 degrees, and then they have a kick up to 60 or I'm blown away when I look back at some of the stuff we've created, man. Like, it's been a fucking savage five years, you know, from the depths of despair to where we are now. It's crazy. Like, this trajectory is almost scary. I have no idea where I'll be in my 50s, none, Um, in a good way. The only way I got that opportunity, gentlemen, was doing what I was supposed to do. And that doesn't mean I was perfect either, nor am I now. It's like remembrance, it's that continual game of refinement, of finding out what the right thing is to do first and then fucking doing it. What am I supposed to do? This is what I am supposed to do, and I will do it, which ties into all of these points. As we wrap this up, I'll take a sip of water and let's fucking rip into it in rapid fire. All right. Wrapping up the episode, 10 life lessons, which emotion will serve you best? The one now where you're fucking feeling sorry for yourself and this feeling that'll fleet, but it'll keep you warm because right now you can draw on some control through your emotion right now, anger, rage, bitterness, resentment, disappointment, sadness in the now, but is that now going to create a better now in 24 hours or 24 days time? Or is it the emotions later, the emotional hook you cast out that you can reel in? Choose the emotion later if the emotion now isn't serving a higher purpose for your growth and development. Speaking is really important to acknowledge people and to connect, not just to be heard. It's always the little things that you should be most grateful for in life because they're the things that make life possible. And they're the things, ironically enough, that are most easy to attain and to appreciate. So appreciate them. You don't need to appreciate the complexities of this Tesla car and blah, blah, blah and saving energy. No, no, don't worry about that. Just live your life as a fundamental human going, I'm blessed to have all of my fingers and thumbs. Or <laughs> I'm blessed to be able to go for this walk. Thank you. Thank you, Al, for saying, yes, get the fuck up at 5 a.m. and go for that morning walk even though I didn't feel like it. Being grateful to yourself is important too. Health is vital. You don't have that. You don't have anything. When you need to throw your pity parties, keep them short. It's not a holiday. You're not going to um, – I'm trying to think of an extended holiday. I'm sure there's plenty in America. <laughs> I can't think of any in Australia. But, you know, it's it's not a, a, a party to celebrate and reward yourself. Where are we are going on this? It's not a festival that goes for five days and nights up in Byron Bay out at Belongle Fields fucking camping. Short and sweet. Limit the people you invite and make sure you stick to a time and shut that party down. Take the time you should every week, whether your life's going good or bad, to slow down and listen to yourself. Listen to yourself, listen to the universe. And take that with the other steps as well, the other points in your stride. When I was sitting out on the back, there was water, um, back there with the the water um, at the back of our place. There's ducks, they look calm and peaceful, they get close to me, clear water. See those little feet moving around. There's a couple of seagulls there are a couple of cranes. <laughs> fuck. Lillian's a crack-up, man. She's so clever. She's so clever. She calls them emu ducks. Daddy, look at the emu ducks. Like, how the fuck do you put that shit together? It's insane. It's so funny, man. Emu ducks. Because they've got that, that posture, you know, with a crane, really tall neck and the way they move around. But they've got, you know, the the wings and the feet like a duck. So funny. And I'm sitting there, there's a few little ants crawling up and down my legs and a few little fish there nibbling at stuff in the water. There's life everywhere, man, and it's always in motion. So slow down and listen to yourself and just be an observer. Chameleon of power. What you think is power for you today might not be your power and your point of power tomorrow. So make sure you're willing and ready to adjust and adapt and be creative in how you can position yourself to perform, to keep moving forward, to apply value to yourself and other people's lives. Takes me to point eight, plan and perform. You need to know what you're spending, your finite, which means it's incredibly valuable, time and energy on. What is worthy of my time and energy? Remember, if I gave you a trillion dollars and today was your last day, would you take the offer? I wouldn't. That means your life is (laughs) worth, you've got a trillion dollar life, man. You should value that. Awesome. Let's break all that down. If it was if it was a trillion dollars, let's break that down into days or months and years into days and into hours. What's your time really worth per hour? Value that. Plan and perform. Be accurate in what you're planning. So your performance is of a higher level. Point nine, your subconscious is always eavesdropping. It's always listening. Make sure it's listening to the good stuff. And try and curb or get away from the bad stuff. Limit it. Look, there's always going to be something happening to and around us that we can't control. But what we can control is how we choose to see it. And what we can control is our physical location. If you're going out and you're buying the paper, or you're turning on the radio, or you're turning on the news and watching TV, or you're binge-watching movies, fantasies, showing you how fucking shit and poor your life is but how amazing they are on a screen, you will lose. And you deserve to lose. Because what you're reinforcing is that reality. So if you have that ability and power to remove yourself physically from the environment, man, you owe it to yourself to do it. Just just do it. And final point, do what you're supposed to do. Like that might come across really simple, but how often do we create stories that justify the reason why we just can't today? Today's not the day. I've been fucking smashing these courses, coaching, talking, Yesterday got a bit rusty and this morning I'm like "Ah, Fuck, I can feel the throat a little bit Tomorrow's a write-off Maybe I can just do it Friday I was like, ah, but Friday I've got to finish off the rest of our Master of Time course And man, that's that's an amazing course I can't wait to roll that out That's got some That's fucking 16 videos I'm like, shit um, Hmm I thought about, I was like, well, you don't have anyone else to talk to for the rest of the day. Do what the fuck you're supposed to do, Al. Do the podcast. Give the boys some value. Commit to the men. You told them you would roll one out next week. Friday's a write-off. You say now you'll do it Friday. Friday will come up. You'll prioritize the course. The boys can wait another week for a podcast. Just fucking do it now. Do what you're supposed to do. And here we are. Fuck, I hope I hit record. <laughs> Gentlemen, this wraps up the second part, part two of this episode where, you know, this isn't about me, but I like to share and, and be an open book to some degree and, and really share a lot of the life lessons that I get, not just from the members, and I get so many from the men. It's awesome. I learn so much. I believe I learn more than I give, but what I give is so specific and and accurate for these men, it's they value it. But I value them, and I value all of you men listening to this as well. Not far off two hundred thousand downloads now. It's awesome. I'm, I'm so proud of this. When I just started one day, and I was like, all right, let's just let's just get it rolling. Who is Alex Renier? You go back and listen to that first episode. Boy, man, it's worlds apart. It's crazy how much can change. How much you can change. So I hope you got some value out of this, and you enjoyed this second part and those last two are really important and not so much about rainbows and stuff like i'll paint home a point a pretty fiery and passionate point but at the end of the day guess what i control my environment and i control the environment that my children see at least for now which means i'm going to be controlling my own actions my attitude and approach and also take control over my actions that are a path of leadership not control my children But my path of leadership can be to educate and help them understand the process of life, the stages of life, and where decisions come from, including your subconscious and how important and pivotal that is. Yeah, I remember seeing a study once on that. It was it's quite baffling. And this psychologist was working through I'll have to I'll, I'll have to find it. I'll have to look it up. This couple had that wasn't in Australia, it was overseas, couple had a daughter, and then had a son. And they noticed some funny patterns at a young age with the daughter and the son to the point where the daughter wanted to become a boy. And she she was adamant. She wanted to become a boy and so on and so forth. And, and the parents and, you know, as traditional as they should be, like, yeah, be supportive. Be supportive of what? You know, supportive of your your daughter who's, four, five, six years of age that doesn't really understand her life, her body or the world. So her parents were supportive, but also like, well, hang on this, what's, what's going on here? And funnily enough, they went to a child psychologist and I don't like saying the word fixed, but he, I guess, resolved the situation and she was all good. But <laughs> this was the craziest part, gentlemen. Through understanding their life, how they're operating – had a lot of issues with the young bloke he needed a lot of tlc and whatnot what he found to be the cause cuz they're all fine now and this was years ago what he found to be the cause was because the son had so many demanding issues and things that parents needed to address the daughter was not getting the attention that she wanted and she in her mind put two and two together in her mind as a child think of a child like their their world is half fantasy half real until the age of 7 or 8 uh, or at least six to seven, I believe. She put two and two together in her head and was like, Billy's a boy. Mummy and daddy are giving Billy more time, more attention, more love. Maybe if I'm a boy, I'll get that too. Fucking crazy, man. Like, I couldn't believe it, but I can. Like, he can. It's so simple, right? But when I was watching this and reading up on it as well, I was like, man, that's fucking that's fucking scary. Imagine the amount of parents who are just so passive and going, okay, cool, let's get your fucking blockers in, let's get your hormone blockers and blah, 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 blah. But that's what happened. He found the root cause that she believed that if she was going to turn into a boy, she would get more love from mummy and daddy. And that's why I guess I draw a bit of a harder line with how we're innately wired with two energies, a masculine and feminine energy. You say male, female, man or woman, doesn't matter, but there are two there are two energies. There's masculine energy and feminine energy. We harbor both just like women do. A high-powered woman, more often than not, will potentially have either a higher-powered man or a beta male as a husband, which is tough down the road because her fundamental and um, Ancestral needs are not being met she adopts more of a masculine which suppresses the feminine where he drops more of the feminine which suppresses the masculine and there lacks this cohesion which I've seen a lot. It's tough, it's rough, but that's it. There's two energies, man, just like you guys. You can have a lot more feminine or you can just leverage and use it a little bit when you need to and tap into the primal power of your masculine, which uh, predominantly makes up a higher portion or percentage of you uh, because of your hormones, your testosterone, your fucking cock and balls, it's pretty simple. Um, And that's who you are. That's who you are and how you're operating at a higher ratio through your energetic expression in life is what I'm saying. That was a little bonus. Maybe that should be point number 11. We'll talk about fucking sex ed and <laughs> hormones. Hope this serves you well, man. Crack on into an amazing day, night, afternoon, weekday, weekend. Above all else, I always ask this, mate. Please take one thing. These 10 lessons, just take one. Out of all of this, Al, you know what? No more fucking pity parties. Or you know what? Shops, shops shut. No pity parties for March or for the month ahead. Awesome. You know what, Al? Fuck, man. I'm actually going to start planning out my days and what I need to do. Beautiful. You know what, Al? I'm actually going to use my voice more to acknowledge, not just to repeat or not to be a parrot or not to bark at my wife or my children, but actually to use my voice to acknowledge them. Fucking ace. Well done. You know what, Al? I'm going to use this to actually improve my health and start going to the fucking gym. Well done, man. Great job. You know what, Al? Al? I'm going to stop telling myself that I'm a fucking loser and that I hate myself and doing all these little things to myself, these little mental cuts, these little internal cuts, A death of a thousand cuts. Stop fucking cutting yourself up. I'm going to stop talking shit about myself and I'm going to actually appreciate who I am. Amazing. Well done. Take something. Take all of it. Take one of them and apply them to your life immediately. Take care, boys, and I'll see you soon. And that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this episode and got some golden nuggets with possibly one or two aha moments as well. If you truly loved and enjoyed what you listened to, then I want to invite you to share this episode with someone who you know needs to hear this. It could be your brother, friends, colleagues, your uncle, even your wife. If there's one thing I've learned, it's that none of us are alone in the hardships we face. But the solution to getting back on top winning can start with a gift from someone else. And that gift could be an episode like this because another man transformed is another family saved which is exactly what we're all about thriving and winning in life there is no alternative it's possible it has been done it can be done so it should be done i appreciate your support in spreading this message cheers mate